the most important thing for the people is how much uh, time they can uh, save and how how expensive is it. And uh, I, I told you it's around 60 euros per minute with the helm and it's around 200 euros per minute for wheels. That Triathlon Show, episode 90. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and on today's episode, I interview Sebastian Schlurke. He's the founder of aerodynamics testing company Aerotune from Germany, and we get into all things rolling resistance, aerodynamics, and weight on the bike and in particular we discuss the return on investment on any potential investments you can make any bike fitting equipment upgrades and that sort of thing how much money do you spend per minute saved on an ironman for example so that's uh, one thing that i really like about this episode sebastian was really fantastic at breaking all of this, this down into those specific numbers so that you can make your shopping list based off of that so we discuss things like how having the right tires can be an almost off-the-chart return on investment. We get into tire pressure as well and how much you really should inflate your tires. That's a topic that I've been waiting a long time to hear more about because there's kind of conflicting, uh, conflicting stories about that. We also discuss weight of the bike, the equipment on it, the rider, and you'll learn exactly how much time you can save per kilogram that you get rid of or get on the bike on a typical Ironman course. And the answer is probably a lot less than you may think. And of course, we discuss aerodynamics, which is Sebastian's top, top area of expertise. We, he picks his top priority return of investment upgrades to make. And one thing that you may want to do after listening to this episode is to change your water bottle setup because you may be throwing a lot of time away on that. First, this episode is sponsored by Precision Hydration. They offer electrolyte drinks in different strengths up to three times stronger than traditional sports drinks because everybody loses a different amount of sodium in their sweat from around about 200 milligrams per liter up to as much as 2000 milligrams per liter, 10 times more. And I personally use their 1500 milligram per liter strength for preloading before events and in racing and training I use the 1000 milligram per liter version. And I've been doing this for quite some time now. I really, really love it. The way I came to the specific strengths that I use is by taking their free online sweat test that you can find on precisionhydration.com, which is also linked to down below in the show notes. And make sure that you use the discount code DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, for 15% off if you end up buying anything off of their website. This episode is also sponsored by Ventum. Ventum 1 is a really, really super fast bike. Based on wind tunnel testing, it is the fastest of uh, the aerodynamic super bikes that are out there because it's got no down tube and no seat stays. And also, one thing that we get into in this episode is it's got an integrated water bottle in the top tube, so you don't need to put those aero killers on uh, on it. Otherwise, you, you can have your hydration in the bike itself. 
You can read all about Ventum and order one for yourself on VentumRacing.com. They ship all over the world. And in the US and Canada, you can get a van to deliver it and build it and fit it as a sweet added bonus. Again, that's VentumRacing.com. Now a short introduction to Sebastian Schlurike. As I said, he's from Germany and he's the co-founder and CEO of Aerotune, a startup company with an aerodynamics optimization product that you'll hear more about at the end of this interview. He's an engineer and he's uh, an enthusiastic hobby triathlete and a wealth of knowledge in aerodynamics. I had a long off-record interrogation really about aerodynamics in draft legal racing that we don't have in this episode, but I was curious for myself because that's what I focus on and it really was uh, a massive, massive uh, brilliant, brilliant benefit for me. Sebastian should have charged for that, I think. It was uh, such a good consulting session. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to him otherwise as well. What we'll talk about in this episode is mostly related to to non-draft racing, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's related to everything, but we take probably the the non-draft perspective in this interview more so than the draft legal. But I'll talk a little bit more about the draft legal at the end of this episode in the conclusion. But let's not waste any more time and uh, hear the interview with Sebastian. So today on that triathlon show, I'm very happy to welcome Sebastian Schlureke from Aerotune. How are you today, Sebastian? Yes, I'm fine. I'm happy to be on your podcast and I'm looking forward to have a nice conversation with you. And you're recovered from a bit of an illness that uh, delayed this interview with a week. So, But you got, got your voice back and everything, so this will be <laughs> exciting. We'll, we'll talk about things related to aerodynamics, rolling resistance and all those sorts of things, which is a highly requested topic always. And we talked about that before, but I think that you have some unique insights into that as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Let's start by discussing rolling resistance, because that's something that hasn't really been covered a lot on this podcast before. What can you tell us about rolling resistance and the factors that affect it? Yeah, I think um, the rolling resistance is one thing um, all the people know what happened and all the people know how how you can improve your speed if you have a flat tire or a normal tire everyone knows what what the difference mean and i think if you are um, have the opportunity to have a good tire and you make a comparison to a, a bad tire i call it bad tire then there's is on the long distance about 100 kilometers and difference about t- 10 to 15 minutes so that's the first uh, really interesting aspect that you have to co- to think about it so um that's how? insane that, that's insane that's so much how how long yeah. do you, how, how long do you then count for that distance to take a rider when you when you calculate that 10 to 15 minutes or is it irrelevant um um, is it, um i i'm not sure if i understand the question correctly but um we, we have the possibility that we can make a simulation forecast for the for the tires and if you're looking on a real good tire like the Continental um, 
Grand Prix TT or the, the special October Cotton or the Victoria or something else. That's real good tires and they are really fast with the, with the right pressure. And if you take a an, an really normal uh, standard um, tire, then you have a big difference about more than 10 minutes and you can calculate that. And this, this is really um, something you have to think about it because tires are really not so expensive and if you if you uh, take the right choose of the tires you can increase your speed and your um, your time really really good so um, um, but the, the other thing is that you don't have the protection always with your tire and that is uh, something to, that you have to think about it if if it's that worse that you take a faster tire and have the problem that you are not uh, have the protection against a flat tire or something like that. Yeah. So, so in the name of making this very actionable for listeners, you mentioned there are a few of the example really good tires. Can you just repeat them, and we'll have them in the show notes as well. So, yes, it's it's a Continental Grand Prix TT. And this is one really good tire, and the other one is a specialized turbo cotton. And uh, really new at the moment is a Vittoria, and there are some tubeless uh, uh, tubeless um, tire from Vittoria. He's what is really fast, and these tires are like really faster than if you take a Schwalbe Durano Plus. It's a good standard tire for for training and go out there but um, you have around um, I made a calculation for a body with 200 watts and 80 kilograms and then you have a time advantage about 14 minutes if you take uh, the Continental versus the Schwalbe Durano Plus. Yeah, yeah, mind-blowing. Uh, yeah, you that's you awesome. You mentioned tire pressure there as well, and that's another uh, topic that's really, really interesting. And, and I'm honestly not really clear at this point on what the optimal tire pressure should be. We have had some discussions in the past, but can you tell us about tire pressure from your perspective? Yes, it's it, it's not our our main main task, but um, we, we had some uh, pro athletes, and we tested with the pro athletes, and the pro athletes, get uh, normally the best stuff from the from the manufacturers and they get some heights about the right pressure and it's uh, normally I I wanted always to write with eight bars you know and uh, it's like if you take a continental uh, Grand Prix TT it's around 7 to 7.2 7.4 what the manufacturer says is the best and if you take some other um, tires like the Specialized Turbo Cotton, then you can ride this one with uh, less pressure. You can ride it with 6.2, 6.4. And it depends a little bit on the, on the, um, on the underground of the, of the street. So if you have a real good street, really flat, and there are no rubbers on that, then you can ride with the high pressure, but if you have a bad underground, then it's sometimes so that you have with less pressure, better uh, and better rolling resistance. Because um, I'm not sure if I can explain it in English, but um, the problem is that you uh, jump with the high pressure um, tire on a on a rubby underground. So if you if the tire is not so um, 
is the pressure is not so much then you have more that the rubber goes into the into the um i don't know yeah it it, it doesn't deform as much yes uh, yeah. yes that's right yeah uh, so can you mention if you know off the top of your head those uh, values that you mentioned what what are they in psi because a lot of the listeners may be familiar with psi as opposed to bars Yes, uh, in yeah. Let me check it. It's no problem. Google um, is your friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have a website I like really. It's it's a rolling resistance. May I? I'm not sure if you're worth on there, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah, and I've, we had we've had it mentioned in one episode in the in the past. Uh, I, I think this is because one thing that we had Stephen Chung on, if you're familiar ah, with yeah. him, on a past episode. Yeah, yeah. And we got a little bit into this topic, but not too much. And he just mentioned that he's dropped his uh, tire pressure over many, many years, like dropped more and more and more. And, and these days he's riding, I think he said something like 85 PSI. And it was a bit less in the front front uh, tire and, and a bit more in the back tire on, on the road bike. But maybe 85 in the front and 90 in the back, if I remember correctly. And is that similar to those those values that you mentioned in bars or is it lower higher um, yeah i'm i'm not sure if i'm correct here at the moment i see if i'm looking on the rolling resistance i see 120 psi it's like uh, eight bar yeah. and uh, so if you are it's more than 100 psi and and is that so so that is uh, the optimal Tire pressure according to rolling resistance. <laughs> have, have you also done <laughs> tests on that, or I guess you don't. You don't yes. do. It. You're more into yes, aerodynamics. Yeah, yeah we, we tested it too. We tested on the specialized turbo cotton with different uh, pressures, yeah. and we saw that there was no difference between the the pressure, uh, the high pressure around 120 or 130 psi to 100 psi. There was no difference, and uh, we couldn't measure it. So um, normally you can say. Um, if if we could measure it, it's always the same uh, result for us. So then you can take the choose maybe for more comf comfort. So um, if you're taking then less pressure, then you have a little bit more comfort on your on your wheel. And I think it's sometimes it's better to have more comfort then, because if you have no difference there, um, then uh, it's fine. I think. The, you don't lose any time if you have um, 100 psi or 120 psi or 130 psi. We talk about maybe um, one minute to two minutes difference on a long distance, about 180 kilometers. It's not so big. It's it's the the more uh, difference comes if you're riding only with, with 80 or 60 psi. Then you get really then you then you will lose really time. And the other thing is that in the comparison with an with an other tire, you will lose more time. Yes. It's 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 not one one tire that you can say if I have the the right pressure, you gain maybe five minutes. That's not true. Normally, you you can get maybe one or two minutes if you take the right pressure over 180 kilometers. Yeah, yeah, okay. And But when you tested, you tested down to 100, but that was the lowest. You didn't test, for example, 90 PSI. Uh, we, we tested 80, we tested 100, and we tested 120 uh, on a, on a um, really bad surface. 
and there we had no difference. But if you imagine about um, the time I told you, if you calculate, you have the possibility that you can calculate Red's power in minutes on a long distance. It's, uh, it's normally if you are riding around 5 hours and 30 minutes, yeah. then, uh, then one Red, one power, one Red is around 30 seconds. So if you are testing something like tires, and we speak about two minutes uh, over a long distance, then we talk about four vets. And four vets, it's not so easy to measure it correctly. Normally, it's always everything in the noise of the measurement. That, that's, that's a big value bomb. I, I, didn't, I certainly didn't know that, that one watt is 30 seconds over a long distance triathlon. And uh, I don't think that many listeners knew that either, but that's very tangible. So yeah, really appreciate that great piece of information. Is there anything else that goes into rolling resistance that we should know about? Uh, I think you can, t- you can get... Uh earn a little bit more advantage if you take an another tube. If you have uh, tube tires, you can take a latex tube and then you will get earned two to four watts um, power saving. So we talk again about one to two minutes over 180 kilometers. And then this time you can save. So it's always um, many things what can save one, two, three, or four words. And the, the sum of all of them makes you fast. And, and you have always uh, think about what's the advantage and what's, uh, what is not so beautiful on it. If, if you take a latex uh, tube and you can't... Uh, uh, Look for the pressure at the morning on, on, on your bike. So you, you lose around one bar to two bars from one day to the other day. Then maybe you have not the right pressure on your tire. Then you don't earn your one minute or two minutes because your pressure is not right. So, um, everything maybe can make you faster, but you have to think about it, how to uh, make it correct. Yeah. All right, let's move into aerodynamics, which is yes. uh, your main forte and <laughs> yeah. uh, something that I know that you're excited to talk about. So let's give a big picture overview here again. This is, we don't need to go into much detail here because the basics, the listeners already know, we have discussed that on previous episodes. But just quickly, what factors affect aerodynamic drag? Yeah, normally is there this two two things is the aerodynamic drag, and I think um, one thing is the front area. I think everyone knows it. The front area, it's like if you have if you are driving with your car and you put your hand out there, you feel it on your hand, and uh, you feel it how you um, move your hand, how big the force on your hand is. And the other thing that is a really interesting thing is. Um, the shape of the geometric figure. So if you have turbulences on your body, if you have a good airstream or not. And that's something that you can see in the front area of, of a driver. And I always say if you have many turbulences on your body, it's like you have a parachute behind you and you have always to ride to, to, to uh, push over the force on your front area and you have to, to push the force because you have a parachute behind you and the, the main thing is to have a really good uh, body shape that you have no turbulences on your body that the parachute behind you is really small. 
And uh, that's something really important because many people at the moment are only interested in reducing the front area. But if you change wheels, if you change uh, your tree suit, if you change your helmet, normally you can't see anything changing in the front area, but you can have a big impact in the CDA value. So what are the best ways if you prioritize the ways to minimize the aerodynamic drag and the CDA? Yeah, normally, normally the, the basic things is uh, like you have a time trial bike with an aero bar that you have your arms in the in the front of your body and you you are in the in the triathlon position. That is the the main thing normally, but everyone knows it. You can see it in the in the times on the Ironman Hawaii if the aero bar comes and how much the the times getting faster. The other thing is if you are, I think all the people are on, already on the time trial bike. Then one really really interesting thing is. Um, um, that you have the possibility that um, the the bottles in the frame are really interesting. So um, I, I tested a lot of people at the moment, and uh, I can always say, and I think it's the the most uh, cost benefit thing what you can do is get out of the normal bottles in the frame. If you have one in the front and one in the back, I tested it already with many people and it's around five to 10 minutes you lose on a long distance. So you have to think about what you, how you can get your, your drinking and uh, your, uh, your... When you say in the front and in the back, do you mean on, uh, on, on the down tube and, and on yes, the C-tube? Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yes, right. And if you have the normal uh, cylindric uh, bottles there, that's really bad. So sometimes it's it's okay, but if you think about that, you lose ten minutes because you have two bottles there. Yeah, it's not it's 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 not really it's no no big thing to to think about how you can get a better hydration uh, positioning system like on the on the. Um, on the handlebar or behind the saddle that's all better positions than in the frame yeah i gotta give a little plug here for sponsor of the show ventum they have integrated hydration and some other bike manufacturers are starting to implement that as well so and that's that's one thing and another thing that's important to remember i think because i see it in some races if you remove the bottles you also should remove the the cages for the bottles because yes. otherwise you will have still have tur- turbulence i don't know how much but yeah. it's evident that you'll have some okay that that's really good that's that's uh, something that's that hasn't come up really that that often with with the bottles would you say that probably the uh, the bottles on the saddle behind the rider that's generally okay or a good solution yeah, it's it's better, but it it's depends. It's not so easy behind the saddle because you have to put the bottle direct under the saddle. It's uh, a bad thing is if you have the body and then uh, you have a small gap between the bottle and uh, your body, and then if you have then there a normal cylindric bottle, then you have the same bad effect because then you have an uh, extra body in the in the wind stream, and you have to. So if you if you look at the the pro athletes, many of them put them vertical. And the, the bottles behind, under, direct under the saddle. That is a much better uh, solution. And the bad solution is that the bottle is up and uh, direct in the airstream behind the body. And then you get, um, then you have not 
so much benefit if you move the butter from the frame to the cell. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm getting silent here because yeah, that, that's, 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 that's my solution. <laughs> but fortunately, sometimes it's a picture better to explain it. <laughs> but I, I guess you, you can imagine. Yeah. But if you if you 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 talked about cost, and I, I like to 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 speak about minutes, how much minutes you can spare. I, I told you five to ten minutes. And if you think about how much money uh, a minute costs then you are with um, aerodynamic bottles in the frame are fine. Or if you have the, the aerodynamic bottles on the handlebar or behind the saddle, then, then we talk about uh, 20 euros for one minute. Yeah. And that's really cheap. That is uh, that's like the tires. Tires is around if you make no, no uh, such uh, big, if you don't choose the right tire at the moment, then normally in the in the average, you will have 20 euro for one minute. Yeah, yeah. With tires and with bottles. That, that's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant advice. And something that I, I think that a lot of listeners will go out and uh, get on Wiggle or whatever online yes, shop they, they use now to, <laughs> to, to get some new equipment for the next Ironman race. Uh, all right, so, so what's next? Do you have any other like, high priority things that can be corrected for aerodynamics yeah the 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 other thing what you can do is um normally i would take now the advisor ten that you that um the the other big thing you can improve your power is to do aerodynamic tests or if you are having a bike fitter and you're going to a bike fitting to get your power on the pedals or to make you more more airstream because it's like 30 euros per minute you can uh, save and that's really cheap. And the other things what you can do is to take the right helmet. Helms are really important, uh, but the problem is that it's not so easy to say what is the correct helm for you because it depends on your, on your head position if you are in your riding position. So if you are someone who's uh, looking forward on, the, on your bike position, so you are your um, head is always up over your body, then sometimes it's better to have a long aero helmet with it's close to your body. And if you are someone who can hold the, the head down and the body is the same line with, with the head, then normally a short helmet is better for you. So um, there's no guarantee that one helmet is always the best, but that's what we uh, at the moment tested. And um, it's like... Um, at that, at that position, I normally say you have to test it <laughs> yeah, because and- uh, it's not so easy to say um, this one is the best or that one is the best. And you can't say this helmet makes you always faster and that helmet makes you always faster. It's too individual. So you normally you have to test. But uh, the thing is, if the head is over the body line, then take a long arrow helmet. If, if your head is really down and you can look down and uh, you only uh, looking forward every 10 seconds or something like that, then take a short helmet. Yeah, and I guess that's the first step, really. The first easy step would be to just get aware of how you are riding are are you looking down or are you is your is your head yes. below yes. the body in the in the in line with the yes. body or are you looking up and then based on that you can narrow down your your 
choice of uh, of helmets at least somewhat when you mentioned there the the, the bike fit and your position on the bike uh, i know this is very individual of course how much you can save there but let's say <laughs> you have somebody who has a not maybe hasn't had a bike fit it's like semi poor bike fit or average bike fit uh, for them for for their bike and and then they go and have a bike fit and get a, get a really good or they change the position somehow themselves with testing and get a really really aerodynamic position how much can you save then over a, over an ironman um i think you as a, i don't <laughs> we tested it a lot and it's about what uh, 10 to 20 minutes Okay. So it's really, really big advantage. And I always say, um, if you are looking on the social media and, and see what pro athletes can save on time with aerodynamic fitting, it's around three minutes, four minutes. It's not too much. But this people's was already 10, 20 times in the wind tunnel or they was on the track and make already aerodynamic testing. But if you had never done an aerodynamic testing or a bike fitting and you never had someone who knows something about aerodynamic positioning, then it's it's really easy to save more than 10 minutes for a long distance. So it's really no problem because um, if they never did an aerodynamic fitting or a bike fitting, it's, it's really easy because no one sees yourself from the side and uh, normally you have to to test some things and then you know what happened if you if you change the position of your armets if you change the position of your um, of your hands if you change the positions of the of the aim uh, arm pads if you change the position uh, of um, your head position so you can give a lot of really good advantage that the people can write during an Ironman and uh, then you don't have to change anything on the equipment you don't need to buy anything else and then you can save from 10 to 20 minutes yeah and that again is a really good cost per minute saved when you consider yeah. obviously the bike yeah. fit can can range in price but let's call it a couple of hundred euros then you're down to to 20 to even 10 if you save 20 minutes 10 euros per minute so so a bargain a bargain yeah uh, what about what about weight of uh, of the rider bike and equipment and uh, how yeah. does uh, that impact your times yes I, I i can give a short view about that it depends really on the on the course if you have a flat course like the Yes, um, I <laughs> like the Ironman Hawaii or the Challenge Road or something like that. Then you can spare around thirty seconds with one kilogram. That's not so much. And uh, if you have, but if you have a hilly course like the Northman or something like that, then you save uh, with one kilogram two minutes. Yeah. And okay. and then then you can think about it how expensive is something on your bike or something similar to save 1 kilogram it's not it's not so easy to save 1 kilogram and if you earn only 30 seconds for that that's not a big impact. Yeah and uh, I guess probably the easier way to save easiest way for most to save 1 kilogram would be to to get yeah. to the race weight. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. But the, the interesting thing is if you if you talk with, with athletes after a race and then you ask them what they should change to the next time to getting faster, they always say they have to train more. <laughs> but um, 
But if you think about how much you have to train to increase, uh, to getting 10 minutes faster on the bike, you have to train really, really hard and, and you have to, to, to have a good structure for that. And it's so easy if you are riding with two cylindric uh, bottles in the frame, you put it out and then you have 10 minutes again. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing you could do with one, with one year of hard training or uh, with one uh, aerodynamic test. Yeah, yeah. I've had it's funny. I've had this same conversation about transition training for beginners that uh, maybe taking three or yeah. four minutes in transition. Yeah. And I say yeah. we need to train transition yeah. a couple of times, but they'd rather go out and do a one-hour run. But that one-hour run isn't really going to like. Okay, you add everything adds up, but that run in itself is not going to make them any faster for the next race. But yeah. uh, but that transition training, just a couple of them, can take them a couple of minutes off just because they know how to do things in transition. Yeah. So, so you always yeah, need to have, have that big picture in mind. Yeah, yeah, that's completely true. If you're, if you're looking a pro athlete, how frustrating is that if you lose the third or fourth place because someone else was one minute faster in the transition and you lose something like this position and you was in, in every kind of, uh, you was faster on the bike, you was faster in the running, maybe only 10 or 20 seconds, but you lose the, the, the third or second place because you was too slow in the transition. That's, uh, that's uh, I had that too. <laughs> and uh, that's, <laughs> that's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into Aerotunes Aero testing, and that's uh, so Aerotunes is uh, is your company, and, uh, yeah. and you have an interesting service. So, or is there anything before we get into that? Is there anything else that you want to add about aerodynamics, weight, or rolling resistance that we've been talking about so far? I, I think we we talk about the main things. We can uh, speak more theoretical about it, but I think the the most important thing for the people is how much uh, time they can save and how how expensive is it. Yeah, and, I, agree. Uh, I I told you it's around sixty euros per minute with the helm, and it's around two hundred euros per minute for wheels. And the the worst thing you can do normally is. Uh, to, to buy a new bike it's it's around 1000 euro for a minute wow. if you have a, if you have if you have an, an a triathlon bike and you have a good position on it then you're getting not faster with a new triathlon bike uh, normally not uh, it's around 30 or 40 seconds and that's not worth it those are actually really really good and valuable additions <laughs> to the conversation is there anything else any other poor investment of money or that 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 people can make that they should avoid before they have done these other good investments I think the worst is the is a new bike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but the only the only thing when a new bike is really interesting if if the old bike um, has not the opportunity that you can take the right position on it yeah. because the position is the the most important thing on the bike, and this is uh, how you can get faster. And that's that's the only reason for me to choose a new bike to get a better position on it, not because the, the bike is faster. Yeah, it's only the position on the bike. But but wheels, you are not a big fan of either, or they are more much more expensive per minute. You said. Yeah, they they are much more expensive per minute because you can get the same advantage with the helm and the helm is uh, like much uh, takes lot, is is really cheaper than than a wheel but sometimes the the right wheels 
So um, if you have normal wheels and you take uh, the first time high profile or um, a disc wheel, then you can save around five to ten, maybe more minutes. It depends on the, on your old wheels. They are interesting, really, but but if you if you pay for them uh, one thousand or two thousand or three thousand euro because you you want high equipment or something like that, then you then it's around two hundred euros per per minute in the average. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. So now let's get into AeroTunes and uh, your yeah. AeroTest service. Yeah. AeroTune is, um, so it's a measurement system. Normally it's a measurement system. So you have the possibility that you can make an aerodynamic test like on the velodrome, but you don't need a velodrome. You do it outside. You need a flat stage about one kilometer and then you ride one kilometer in the one way and then you turn right one kilometer in the back way and we have uh, developed an application that runs on the garmin device but and the, you have the possibility that you can upload the fit file too and then we have a real good software we development it because we we are normally we come from the wind industry we have 30 years of um, experience in the wind industries we are three engineers from the wind industries and uh, our task was the rotor and the rotor design of wind turbines and the um, control systems of wind turbines and we take all the numerical methods to the um, to the um, measurement of the aerodynamic drag in the cycling sports. And then we have the opportunity with our wind models to calculate the aerodynamic drag with these tests out there. And then you can measure how big the impact is if you change something. And then we have our simulation tool to uh, calculate all the minutes. I already talked about it. And then you can make real good decisions if something is really good for you or not. So sometimes you, you change the wheels and you think the wheels are really good and they makes only you one minute faster or you take another position and the position is maybe not the best or it's not so easy to hold it and you earn only one minute with it, then you can make the decision, okay, it's not as interesting for me. But that's the first time that everyone had the possibility that they can measure their drag and can improve their aerodynamic position by their own. How, how do you get the, the results of the test? Is it a CDA value or is it a, a kilometers per hour saved? Or? It's, it's, it's a CDA value. We, we make a big um, numerical algorithm um, calculation for it. And you get one, the, the most important thing is the CDA value. So we calculate it. But on the other hand, we make some simulations. So if you like, if you are want to improve your aerodynamic position, you are training for an Ironman or something like that, then you're going out and make the aerodynamic test. You say you will maybe start at the Ironman Hawaii. Then I, we will make always a forecast that we can say, okay, you are maybe three minutes faster with that on your Ironman Hawaii, or you are 10 minutes faster, you're getting the CDA value and the time advantage so that you can make a good decision how important is for you something, uh, your, your new position you choose. Brilliant. Yeah, that sounds, sounds super, super fascinating and, and definitely something that... Uh 
I can imagine there is a lot of different use cases for. You can test helmets, wheels, as you said, yeah. position, and all those yes. sorts of things. And so, so how how does this uh, service work? How how do people get access to it? At the moment, um, we we started in in the June this year, and we did a lot of testing here in in the north of Germany with many athletes to know how our um, calculation works and to prove to improve the algorithm and. At the moment, we are working on a new platform and we want to start a new subscription model so everyone can log into the, into the platform and they can make the, and then they can get the application maybe for the Garmin device or something like that if they, if they have a Garmin device and then they can go out making the test. And if they have not a Garmin device, then you can later put your fit files into our web platform. And then you can make the analysis, the analysis and the calculation. And if you have maybe a, a, a Garmin device, then you see after the test in real time, maybe three or four seconds after you finished one test, you see your CDE value on the Garmin device and you see the, your time gain uh, for your car, for your competition too. So then you can test out there and you can test the arm positions and you can test the hand positions and you see it always after each test, you see the result on your Garmin device and then you can make the right decision. Yeah, and uh, people can find out more on aerotune.com is the track yes that's right yes yes Brilliant. and we will start we will start uh, at the end of january then we have a new subscription model then you can come into the platform you can see how aerodynamic you are we, we did around 200 tests at the moment as 200 people we tested already since june here in the north of germany and then we have the possibility and we have some some great uh, pro athletes which are testing with us too like um, Anja Beranek and we tested Jordan Rapp already and we tested Timo and we tested uh, Konstantin Bachor and we tested some other athletes and so we know what is really good aerodynamic and we can give uh, give information about how you can improve your your position and we have uh, info material on our platform and you can see uh, in relationship to other athletes what what how aerodynamic they are how aerodynamic you are and then you have a bit comparison because at the moment no one knows his CDA value no one knows what is aerodynamic only the pro athlete knows that and that's the first time that everyone really have the opportunity to make own tests and to make real comparison to other athletes if they are aerodynamic or if they are not aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's super exciting and very impressive with, with that kind of both the application and the browser-based simulation that you have. So yeah, definitely go check that out, people. And Sebastian, let's move into the rapid-fire questions segment. So take a very short time, 15 seconds or so at most, to answer these questions, starting with what's your favorite book, blog, or resource related to triathlon or cycling, aerodynamics? <laughs> at the moment, it was really rolling resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was that was handy to have have in front of you. And anything else that uh, if you're l thinking long term, not just this interview. 
Ah, yeah, it's so many things. Uh, I have uh, so many books here. And I have so many podcasts I'm reading. It's not so easy for me to to say this one or that one is really the most exciting thing for for me because I see at the moment so many new brilliant brilliant ideas on the on the triathlon market, and I love that really to be in the triathlon market because. We are really looking forward for new technologies. We are we are open for new technologies, and we always want to be better. And that's that make me so so exciting to be on this market on this this uh, spot. That, that thing. Was, that, I love it. That, that was <laughs> I agree, but that was one minute. <laughs> Sorry. What, what, what's your favorite piece of gear or equipment? Um, it's it's my disc wheel. I love it. <laughs> and who's somebody in the world of triathlon or endurance sports that uh, you admire or look up to? Um, I I really look up to um, yeah to um, um, Jan Frodeno. Yes. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the consummate professional. I like it. Yes. Yes. All right, Sebastian, thank you. It's been so much, so so great to to have you on and you have brought so much value and uh, really actionable, uh, tangible information to the listeners. So I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, tell the listeners again where they can find out more about you and AeroTune. Yes, uh, on the on the web, we have the www.aerotune.com and you can see us on Facebook at AeroTune. And uh, you can see us at Twitter, at FasterU, and there's uh, there there you can find us, and there you can see when we start with our, our new subscription model and our new web platform, so that everyone can test their own aerodynamic CDE value and can really good improve their own aerodynamic. Brilliant! Thanks a lot. It's been great talking to you, Sebastian. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. So there really is a lot of good takeaways from that episode. And to mention just a few that stood out to me, I think number one is to get a good set of tires. All of Sebastian's recommendations will be found on the show notes page on thattriathlonshow.com. And for what it costs, really, saving 10 to 15 minutes, I think it was, in a 100k road race, not to mention what you would save in an Ironman, it's really, really mind-blowing. And... Uh, the second point is, you've heard this many times before, but for aerodynamics, nothing beats having the right position on your bike nailed in. And in Sebastian's cost per minute saved assessment, it really is a fantastic investment that, and again, you can save 10 to 20 minutes if you're not in a good position right now, if you get that position right. And as I tease a little bit at the front of this episode, get your waddle bottle system set up right and uh, use that pro setup for your saddle bottles. Remove those down tube and seat tube uh, bottles that Sebastian mentioned. And uh, if you, yeah, you can search, for example, search on YouTube for Kona clips to see those, uh, those saddle bottles that Sebastian mentioned that the pros use or how they set them up. And the other one is that you can use the aerodynamic bottle between your arms or even a bike with an integrated hydration system, like a Ventum bike, for example. Uh, the next one, I would say, is don't spend money on buying lighter equipment just because it's lighter. Because unless you're doing something like the Norseman, it really doesn't make a lot of different difference, not for the money that you spend, at least. 
And finally, this is from my off-record chat with Sebastian, but aerodynamics really can matter a lot even in draft legal races, especially if you need to chase the pack or you need to break away from the pack and so you will be in the front you will be cutting through the wind but even you can even you can still save energy even sitting in the pack that's something that Sebastian mentioned and every little bit counts you can potentially run a bit faster uh, or quite a bit faster if you save a lot of energy and you're right on the edge on that bike so I will definitely change my approach to aerodynamics after our discussion uh, since I focus on draft legal races but and I haven't really had any approach to aerodynamics to be honest i i just yeah done nothing about it but i will change that after our discussion i'll pay more attention to it even for draft legal races and of course that uh, tire thing is something to definitely definitely do no matter what kind of racing that you do get the right tires some related listening from this episode episodes 25 31 and 47 episode 25 is called aerodynamics mastery and free speed on the bike with nuno placeres and this episode is uh, great because like Sebastian, Nuno breaks down the cost-benefit ratio of different upgrades. And uh, by the way, since coming to Lisbon, I've had the, the great pleasure of meeting with Nuno and training with him and his group. And uh, that's been a real blast. I highly appreciate this welcoming. And uh, episode 31 is called How to Shave 14 Minutes Off Your Ironman Bike Split with John and Chris Fornham. Uh, they are from Flow Cycling. They make uh, bike wheels. And uh, they mentioned that you can save three minutes per wheel with a good aerodynamic set. And uh, as you heard, Sebastian wasn't the biggest fan of wheel upgrades. But the flow cycling wheels are quite a bit cheaper than most. So actually the return on investment may be quite a bit bigger and may be worth it with the flow wheels. I recommend listening to the the flow episode anyway. It's not a promotion of the wheels uh, by any stretch. It's uh, just really valuable content and they go into a lot of both rolling resistance and aerodynamics like this episode so definitely listen to that episode as well and finally episode 47 virtual wind tunnel with andrew Backrell and uh, michael lieberson uh, this is a superb episode really i've had a lot of contact with both andrew and michael since conducting that interview so thanks for that guys really appreciate it and you just heard Sebastian say how your position on the bike really is the most important thing you can change to improve your aerodynamics. And one of the best things you could possibly do to get the fit done right is to get a bike fit at a virtual wind tunnel provider. Listen to the episode to learn more about details of that. And again, there's a lot of general advice. It's not, not no, nobody that comes on the on this podcast is going to be a pure promotion of any product it's uh, there's it's value packed that episode so i really hope that you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable and if you did please subscribe to the podcast so that you get all of the new episodes automatically when they are released and also spread the word about it by telling your friends and sharing it with other triathletes and on social media it really means a lot to me when you do that you can find the show notes for today's episode as usual on thattriathlonshow.com and you can contact me and send me questions on michael at scientifictriathlon.com and that's Michael with a K or you can tweet me on Twitter where my handle is at SciTriat. I definitely plan another Q&A episode again probably in February so start sending those questions in now to have a chance to get them answered on air. Thank you again to Ventum for supporting that triathlon show. Check them out on VentumRacing.com. And remember that you get 110% of the value of your old bike towards the purchase of a new Ventum bike. And thanks also to Precision Hydration. 
Go and take their free online sweat test on precisionhydration.com to get a personalized hydration strategy for your next race. And use the discount code THATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, for 15% off. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlons.